Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Salutations, possums. My oh my, we got week eight coming up here. Guys, we have six weeks. We are six weeks away from the fantasy football playoffs. Where's the time gone? We here at the Offensive Points and IDP Army are always here to lead you to the promised land. Trade deadlines are fast approaching, so if you guys need any information to help you navigate those waters, feel free to reach out anytime on all of our socials. IDP Army on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us on Sunday mornings, two hours before kickoff, for our live Q&A sessions. We have a lot of fun hosting those, and we have had absolutely incredible turnout lately. So, also, shout out to the IDP Army's own Mace Riney, who finished first place in the IDP Army rankings, or IDP rankings, on Fantasy Pros for Week 7. Huge accomplishments are backed up by hard work, so congrats, Mace. Um, remember, possums, at the IDP Army, we live it so you can win it. So for today's pod, we have our ever-popular game previews in part two of the pod. We are going to start off with some news, some nonsense, and some players that you Dynasty players should be holding, selling, and stashing. Very exciting. As always, I'm here with my dudes Josh and Billy. Follow them at JoshLSCL and Billy at Ombre Vendor. Follow myself at OP Joe with two E's and follow us all at the IDP Army. Josh, Billy, what's up? Just let you know, mine are Dynasty trades but even those non-dynasty owners not to scare you off like oh, i don't play dynasty i'm clicking i'm out uh i actually have some trades that also affect redraft so stay tuned there's some great keepers trades and whatnot so uh Thank also you, josh also robert quinn on the eagles you guys are paying his salary thank you really appreciate you're that you're welcome i'm happy to pay that man bear sack leader nfl history all about the draft picks okay i have some nonsense to start out with by the way Please because um, this is kind of relevant to the news that's going on in the world right now. So in 2016, I purchased a vote for Kanye t-shirt. It was 2020. <laughs> and uh, it was a, yeah, your shirt actually reminded me of this show and it's in my closet right now. And at first it was kind of a funny shirt. It was kind of a like, haha, like whatever. And then, you know, he kind of went, you know, off into a weird direction around 2019. And so then the shirt wasn't funny to wear. It was kind of dark. And then it kind of began to get funny again about 2021. And oh. it was like, maybe you could wear it again. And then now, now, now I don't think I could ever wear that shirt again without somebody like You'd be maybe very physically assaulting me. Yes, no, exactly. No. Yeah. Like what a be... roller coaster of a shirt to own, man. It's in my closet still. Probably will never break that one out. But I just saw your vote and die shirt, Joe. And I was like, you know, I have a very controversial shirt in. Well, that one's not controversial, but mine is controversial shirt in my closet. That is Ooh. a wacky ride of a shirt, man. <clears throat> Isn't it though? What are the yeah. odds that all three of us would have a voting shirt? Like, if you had to guess, that would be the one shirt that I think we wouldn't share. What I have my Randy Marsh. Shirt? I thought this oh. was America shirt. So, I mean, naturally, we all got some sort of voting <laughs> shirt. Some people have worse ones than others, Billy. That is true. Joe had a 
Henry Ruggs jersey, right? Or no, yeah. it was an OJ Simpson jersey. Oh yeah, I have an OJ Simpson football. I think they're football. both equally bad. I don't know yeah. if we're if we're just talking about bad shirts. It's ones that you'll never put on again. But should we should we have like a, a like not a book burning but a t-shirt burning? Maybe so. But I think you know eventually it might be one of those like pieces that are just stuck in time of like here was something that was happening 30 years ago that like is really difficult to explain now. But and usually when you get labeled the white supremacist, you pretty much stay that way. Or I guess well, I mean, I'm a supremacist. I say I'm ever going to wear that shirt again. It's never going to break its way out of the closet. Probably needs to lose its hanger. You know, the hanger probably has a more valuable shirt to go on now, but still. Yeah. Should definitely be like put under the bed or maybe in the back of the closet somewhere. Maybe basement. Some it's a basement thing. shirt for sure. Yeah, basement. One of those like wooden chests that has like a little lock on it. Maybe something like that. <laughs> okay, let's, 20 years. let's get on to some news. We have a lot of news this week. It's trade deadline week, guys. I don't know if we, we kind of like, I've been like kind of trudging along a little bit to get there, but November 1st is the NFL trade deadline. So we're going to have a lot of weird moves and potential news, which we'll get to here in a second for trade predictions. But let's start right off here at the top. James Robinson was traded to the New York Jets. Um, how do we feel about the Jets and the Jaguar side of this trade? This is a great fantasy football trade in general. I mean, James Robinson, everybody's darling, looked awesome. ETN was kind of getting screwed because, you know, he was there, but James Robinson was chewing into the, the carries. So now we're going to split him up. James Robinson's going to slot right into what Brees Hall was doing. Not as efficiently, I don't think, as Brees Hall, but he's, he should get the volume that we were seeing Brees get. And then uh, Etienne just keeps doing what Etienne's been doing. Victory lap. I'm unapologizing for Travis <clears throat> Etienne, by the way. You can you can take that unapology. Um, I will say uh, this. I have a conspiracy theory about this that I'll get into a little bit later. But they knew they were trading James Robinson. They did not know they were <laughs> trading him to the Jets. So um, it's just kind of interesting that the Jets situation happened and they acted fast like it was quick it was like yep we're getting a, we're getting a new guy and james robinson was the guy so uh i love it for both sides i think that uh it's a lateral move for james robinson because he's not staying there um and he was obviously out of jacksonville at the end of the, this year so um in reality it's because they're not michael carter is going to stay there with behind Brees Hall uh once Brees Hall gets healthy but james robinson is basically playing for his next contract so he's got something to prove and he's going to come out there crazy uh and now this gives travis Etienne to keep doing what he did with the full workload. I'm sure there will be someone else mixed in there. Uh, but I mean, I don't think you're, it's not a James Robinson level. So you'd be fine. Yeah. It'll be Ty Johnson, uh, supposedly who will be the third one there. Um, also the trade compensation, the Jaguars get a sixth round pick that can become a fifth determined, determined on the amount of snaps that James Robinson receives. So I actually, what, I was just going to say, I just always find it so wild how low running backs are valued. Like, oh, it could um, become a fifth, you know, like for James Robinson. But the thing yeah. is, James Robinson is like dirt cheap. So it's actually good. No, the Jets want to win drafted, now. So honestly, Jag Jaguars got some value out of that one. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. But yeah, the Jets are trying to win now. I can appreciate them thinking that their team's good enough <laughs> to be doing that right now. Um, they are squarely in the playoff picture. So, I mean, for them, mm. I can't blame them for wanting to think that but they're not going to win their division and they're going to be fighting for a wild card spot and for new york i think that means everything to them go listen to the game previews for my take on the jets here later can't wait <laughs> can't god wait damn jets 
So, I mean, two things about it was really weird how they're like, ah, James Robinson's knees bother him. He won't play. And then he's traded immediately after that. Now the Jets are saying, hey, he's going to slot right in. So, what happened there? I mean, they they clearly planned on trading him. Uh, yes, I think that I'll, we'll get into this in a bit. Let's let's just let's get on to the next topic. I, I got a little I got a little spiel planned for you. Well, I, I, but I just before we move on though, just want to mention for the Jaguars, your depth is trash. I don't know what the plan is. I just picked if, up David Johnson in a dynasty to to hope he signs like just in case. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Hey man, that's uh, what fantasy football is all about is being right about something ridiculous as that. That's true. If that but happens, what are you guys gonna give me? Like three fireball shots each? I'll give you one. All right. Yeah, I'll probably give you one. That would be I'll give you all right. No, I'll give you one if wild. David Johnson is signed. I'll give you two if he signs with the Jaguars. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Wow. Okay, let's move on to number two. Um, obviously coming off of the trade, uh Breeze Hall out for the season with an ACL tear. Mike Williams also out for the season and DK Metcalf is going to miss six to eight weeks, I believe um, with a knee injury. I didn't see any I of that. I'm not seeing man. I, I said a report. DK said he was going to play this week and yeah, Mike I was Williams say, was four weeks. I, my understanding oh, was DK good. was going to play I'm, and Mike Williams was only like four to six weeks. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I thought DK Metcalf had a, some. Injury. Okay. Sorry. Minimum cool. of four weeks, Mike Williams. Out, not out for season, but out Fair. for the first pretty much well, for had, the majority. I thought we lost of two people this season. This, well, maybe I'm thinking of Elijah Verrett Tucker for the Jets. There's a lot of linemen that went down. Too. Yeah, it was a, it was an ugly week for fantasy. Um, but no, yeah. Mike Williams and DK will be back. They're saying DK is fine, which I, I don't see him starting this week. I see a couple, one of those lingering. He might start, maybe start. Um, but yeah, they said they got good news on his knee, and then literally we haven't gotten anything since then, other than he hopes he can play this week, and that's kind of where well, I know get they that. thought it was torn, and then they found out it wasn't torn, and I thought that meant he was going to be out for a month at least. So I have a feeling you're you're probably closer on that one than you are. I mean, he'll probably be out for a few weeks. I don't think so. Uh, breaking it down, we kind of already got to Priest Hall. Obviously, it sucks for him because he was having just a monster rookie season. We hope him uh, wish him a speedy recovery. Um, but Mike Williams, that it honestly kind of hurts the Chargers. I know Keenan Allen's back, but like the with Herbert playing with the broken ribs, he hasn't looked good out there. And I, I felt like the two wide receivers was really going to change that a little bit. And lo and behold, here we are with one again. And maybe because Allen didn't do 100% great. So I don't think he's back to a full 100%, although they help, held him out for eight weeks, six weeks with a hamstring injury so it's rough it's rough out I mean, here do we think palmer or carter is gonna kind of hop in here to the mike williams because i mean honestly palmer looks more like a mike williams replacement to me than he does he was a keenan allen i'm pretty sure palmer got a concussion on saturday or sunday too did he he so, did should the chargers uh, just quit the rest of the year? well and here's what i was gonna say is i think the chargers i think this is just gonna be the year from hell for them i mean they lost jc jackson for the season as well on defense. It's just, you already have Herbert who's playing with barely any ribs. I mean, luckily Austin Eckler is a, you know, a God among men out there, or this team would be completely down the tubes already. A good thing they have the bye this week. Maybe they can get some people healed up here. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think it's Paul. I don't think there's a replacement on the team. I think this is an Odell signing or someone trying to get something in there to like get some fresh feet in there. 
Um, obviously, we don't know how long Mike's going to be out right now, but they said at least four weeks. I mean, that's well into fantasy playoffs. I'm not trusting Palmer in any of my lineups for fantasy purposes. Like, there's better options out there. You probably still go get Wandale at this point. Yeah, yeah. there is. Um, also, Brees Hall is available in Dynasty, guys. Now's the time to go get him. Somebody thought they were going to make the playoffs this year behind him. So if you can trade for him cheaply, yeah, no, go for I it. just made a move. I got Brees Hall for a 2023 first, which probably going to be end of the first round, and then 2025 first. So I'll take Brees Hall. I know what he is. You know, you I, can dude, tell me like, hey. You that's know. my thing. I'm shocked that he accepted that trade because it's literally, you know what Brees is. Why are you going to take it for a gamble? Yeah. I mean, even if yeah. it is, you know, a year before he's back, I get him in the second half of next season and I have a great team. So he'll just slot right in there and, and get me through it. Sorry, Hurricane. Yeah. Didn't mean to throw you under the bus there. Yeah, I'm yeah, throwing you. So he probably listens to this podcast, but whatever. Point stands, Brees Hall is available from somebody who thinks they're going to win the championship potentially. Like, even people who are rebuilding, like, they might take first for him. He is – we. he's a known quantity now, so you're going to get your value for him. I would try to pair – like, an actual good trade for Brees Hall would be a first and a – relative like a james robinson or a running back that has value if you can spare one obviously usually running backs are pretty hard to find but um even like if you had gus edwards and he just came back throw him a gus edwards in a first or something maybe a little bit more kareem, but... kareem hunt maybe Let's talk about that i don't kareem, i don't agree with that yeah unless okay. he gets traded because he, he ain't unless he gets traded thing. yeah yeah exactly but you know available maybe all right, let's get on to number three. Uh, trade deadline, like I said earlier, is November 1st, which means we've got five days before either everything happens or nothing happens, which seems to be you know, the uh, what happens around the trade deadline. So I'm just going to name off some names, and we're just going to go through yeses or nos and whys, basically. So first one I've got listed is Brandon Cooks. Is that a yes, no, maybe? Yes, he he always plays on different teams, so I don't see why this would be any different. My answer is yes as well. I think he does. Yeah, I mean, he just doesn't fit on the future of this team is the thing. Yeah, and it hopefully it's the Green Bay Packers, but they also want young talent, which brings us to the next person. So let's chase Claypool, Steelers. Yes or no? No. I'm not, I'm not so sure about that one. That's one that keeps getting tossed around and I don't know why. I mean, I understand they're going to have to pay him eventually. Is he, is his contract up at the end of this year? He's got one no, more year. Still, still, yeah, still in the rookie yeah. deal. I just feel like why not give every, give him a chance. And honestly, personally, Pickett likes Claypool more than anyone else right now. So I, I just feel like obviously Pickens has had his day and Deontay Johnson's doing okay. He's actually spreading the ball out pretty good, but um, he's, Really like Claypool, so I don't. I just don't what, see them. Getting... What we don't know is: are they featuring Claypool to make him more attractive as a trade option, or is he actually, you know, having that chemistry with Pickett? That's the part we don't know. Man, that would just be so shitty to do to a new quarterback. Let's do, go ahead and build some yeah. chemistry with the guy. We're going to trade him away. Like I that's my that. biggest thing is you don't draft a quarterback in the first and then start getting rid of his pieces. That doesn't make any sense at all. I agree, but we also know they don't pay receivers, so. I know, but why not get off him a year early if they can get I mean, so what are they they're gonna him. put Calvin Austin out there? I mean he would bring a different well, element got, to that they got pass. Pickens, they got 
They got Pickens. They, they run a ton of three Johnson. wide sets, man. So, well, the thing I'm, about the NFL right now is like there's like one team that's out of the playoff contention at this point. Like the 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 ratings and standings are not that bad all around. Like the Steelers, sure they're not looking great right now, but they're literally two away from the division lead. Like I, I just don't. You don't sell your pieces right now. If they go out and lose and someone gets injured or something and they lose a big piece, sure maybe. But I just don't think you tank yet. The Panthers had a different situation. Their quarterback, I, I agree. Out. I think it's not looking great, but at least they have a new guy. Like, I mean, they got to at least see what he's made of. You can't get rid of his right now favorite target. Right. Fair enough. All right. Well, moving on from that, Jerry Judy from the Denver Broncos. No, I think there's no way they're going to double down on the rust signing and Tim Patrick's hurt. KJ Hamler is not that dude. So I don't see any way they move him. Hamler's also getting those trade rumors but i didn't feel that he was a big enough name to mention <laughs> yeah, i think Hamler's more likely to be dealt i have seen his name among circles but i just don't see jerry judy you can't give up a first for what a second or a third at this point you'd be lucky well, to they get said they would form. take a day two pick for jerry judy that would be the so it'd be a second or third round second pick or third i just don't i just why give up on a first round pick when you got russell wilson already the same concept i mean you're, you got rust there. You have no draft picks. I get that, but you're not trading an actual star. Well, here, here is the word. The word on the street is if they lose on Sunday morning in London uh, to the Jaguars, that they are going to fire sale some pieces off of their team um, because they don't have any draft picks and they're going to begin the process of changing the talent around on the roster. That's the word on the street. I can see it. I just, I don't. I think the Bronca. I mean, I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't know. I don't see him doing that. I can see the Albert O one you're about to bring up. Well, I was about to say. Well, okay, we'll skip to that one. Albert O is also he's a part of that. Also, Bradley Chubb is the other name that they've mentioned. As if they lose on Sunday, these are all pieces that are very likely going to go if we can find a suitor. So, Albert O, do we think he gets traded? I can see uh, that one moving. Yeah, I think that get anything for him. I was gonna say there's just so many like there's a weird value of tight ends as it is like none of them are good. There's just a lot of them out there. Like a lot of teams have two and three tight ends, and like maybe someone really likes what they saw in Alberto's college tape because you haven't seen it in the pros. So I, I mean, just... Beck and uh, Dolchich are getting more run than Alberto, so I, yeah, they could trade him. Or they might get a six, right? No. Yeah, but PFF had him number five. Oh, yeah. that's, that's all you got Let's, left. Yeah, we'll just get rid of that one. But um, all right, yeah, I I can see the Broncos fire sailing, but they're only fire sailing pieces that they don't want anymore, and I don't think Judy fits that system yet. I hope not. They don't need to be. Um, all right, you got three more. Brian Burns. They say they want two first for him. They're all. They've also said they're not trading him. So I I don't know what to believe on this one. So possibly. I'm going no because I still don't understand why they even traded McCaffrey. I mean, I, I get it from some people's perspective, but I still don't understand why they did it. Yeah. You would have to get something massive in return for Brian Burns because a solid edge rusher is so hard to come by anymore. They're they're not Especially as readily available as a, a wide receiver at tight end. Yeah. I mean, a, a tight end, a running back, wide receiver, linebacker, those guys are replaceable, but Brian Burns as an edge is not. Well, so. that's why when, New, when uh, the – 
Baltimore got rid of Matthew Judon, it was like, what the hell are you all doing? Like Matthew Judon's really good, and now he's it's leading the league in sacks. For it's because the they used him as an outside linebacker, and they didn't use him in a defensive end role, and now he's it in is Patriots, true. and he's shredding it. But no, the best thing about Brian Burns is he's literally getting better each year. Like he has like a clear progression of getting better and better and better. And he's pretty much always out there and pretty much almost always going to get you a sack. So seems like a terrible idea. If anything, they need to pair someone with Brian Burns instead of getting rid of their best player. And we've said it multiple times that Carolina as a team is pretty much what we said about the Broncos last year. They're a quarterback away from really being competitive because they do have a good team. Obviously getting rid of McCaffrey is, we saw Foreman and Hubbard pretty much replace what McCaffrey was doing. So I don't think he's as big of a piece, but I don't think you can just move Brian Burns or any, you know, you can't move Brian Burns, DJ Moore, any of those guys, yeah. Chin, any of them. It would be stupid. All right. Two more. Mike Yasicki from the Dolphins. Yeah. Tampa Bay. Yes. They absolutely need to trade Gasicki. Tua does not like him. I'm sorry. If you're going to play Tua, give it to Gasicki. It's true. I don't think Mike McDaniel likes him either, to be perfectly frank. Dude, he would be the perfect Tampa Bay by low. Brady needs a tight end, and no one they have on that team is stepping up. So Gusecki would be awesome in that scenario. That's true. All right, last one. uh, Elijah Moore from the Jets. I, dude, I, I, he needs it, right? Like, but I mean, at the same time, like, they don't have, they're not utilizing any of their receivers. So, I mean, at that point, like, obviously they're not going to trade Garrett Wilson, but like, why would you get rid of a second round, a sophomore wide receiver? I have say, no clue. I don't think they're in sell mode is the thing. I think they're in buy mode, if anything. I could see him selling Denzel Mims. I don't I don't think any I way think that if, if the Packers are super desperate, Elijah Moore makes a lot of sense to go there. But, I mean, Packers would have to be giving up something that I don't think the Packers would be willing to give up. Yeah. My problem with NFL trades is there's never any player for player trades, rarely ever a player for player trade. And I don't understand why, because you could at least like throw in a sixth on top of it instead of trading up like a straight up decent player. Cause Elijah Moore would go for what well, he'd probably go for like a four or something three, but yeah. it's just wild to me that like you couldn't yeah, was... just remember the, the D for Elijah Moore would be. That's a good point. Yeah. I, mean, I was, was, was going to say, do you remember the so D hop for David point. Johnson trade? That was electric. That was terrible, though. We knew, we all knew that was terrible. That was, the but thing. it was but, like, fun to talk about. Yeah, it was. But like, I don't, I don't know why NFL coaches and GMs don't trade for players. Like right now, the Bears could use a wide receiver, and whatever other team could use a linebacker. I'm not saying go trade Roquan, but trade a, a, a linebacker that you got. Like, I'll give you. Uh, I'll read. I'll bring that Quinn trade back. I'll give you Quinn for Devonta Smith right now. There you yeah, go. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. You should. All right, how about Quez? No, Qu- see, Zach Quez. Pascal. How about Pascal? Z- Pascal would have been somebody. We need another a wide, receiver, wide receiver three for the Bears. We just yes. need a wide receiver. I think All those right, guys yeah, would yeah. just be treading water. But okay, let's move on to number four. Uh, Matt Ryan has a shoulder sprain that is going to keep him out for I don't know. I don't even know if it's a real injury, but anyway, he's been benched for the rest of the season. Um, guys, is this the end of Matt Ryan? Josh, I need to hear your conspiracy. I'm glad you asked. So I stumbled upon something that I thought was common knowledge, but apparently it wasn't. When I saw this question, I was like, ooh. So the reason Matt Ryan is not playing is he does have an injury, um, and he's like, it's a slight injury. Like, he could probably play this week. But the other thing is, 
he's fully guaranteed 12 mil or something next year, which is already astronomical. And they're seeing that that was a huge mistake signing him, which I didn't realize to sign him to a two-year deal. But if he clears, if he would not hypothetically clear uh, medical, whatever level, March 30th or whatever it is, they would owe him like so much more money because of an injury clause that he had. I guess at his age, they signed this contract to where it was friendly to him and friendly to the team. But I don't understand how it was friendly to the team. So basically what they're going to do is he's going to be on the team. If they cut him, I think they would burn more money than they would actually pay him. And then basically he's going to stay on the team in the next offseason unless unless someone trades for him, which I highly doubt it. There's This quarterback market is, is not that desperate to grab a Matt Ryan right now. Um, but if they, if he was to stay on the roster, they would owe him way more money just because he got injured or whatever. So they're, he, yeah. they're done with him. It's Sam Ellinger's day or Nick Foles. Eventually Nick Foles is the backup. Now Nick Foles, big <laughs> Dick. Nick is back. Oh, well, not quite, but he's, he's closer to the field. That is true. Yeah. That is true. I think it's the end for him. I mean, it's, that what we've seen from him is bad. I was all over Matt Ryan this offseason. That was totally incorrect. I called it. I hate to victory lap. This one actually didn't get injured, so I'm going to go ahead and actually victory lap it. I don't know what you guys were thinking. The dude can't move. Shoulder sprain. Just kidding. But yeah, the shoulder sprain makes him very unmobile. <laughs> thing about your the problem with that is like Wentz is not good in Washington either. So it's like. Uh, Wentz has been serviceable at times, though, and he actually can so make Matt Ryan. Taylor Heineke gets in there and looks way better than Wentz this entire season. I don't know why they put Wentz back out there, even when he's healthy. Like, Heineke's I don't think better. they will. I don't think they'll come back from it. But I will say Matt Ryan looked good when he had a clean pocket. The man cannot move outside the pocket. Like, literally, he looks – I've never seen anyone slower. Like, even Peyton Manning was faster at his old age of 40 or whatever. I uh, uh. With his it's massive true. helmet. Yeah, his helmet got bigger. His <laughs> I'll never got forget bigger. that, man. I'll never Ain't forget that. The truth. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right. Well, let's move on to the YouTube segment of the week, which is Dynasty-related trades slash stashes. Uh, You know, we just need to give some love to the Dynasty community out there because, you know, we haven't really t- touched on Dynasty in a while. It's been mainly redraft is what we'll be, pretty much all we've been talking this entire time. But I felt that it was time that we we get back to kind of the roots of this podcast and talk a little Dynasty. So we are Dynasty going to do... Dynasty is our jam, guys. It is. Honestly, it is. Um, but we do enjoy talking redraft because that's what you know the masses play. But Dynasty is kind of where we bre- butter our bread, if you will. Um, so we're going to give you one player that you should trade for from each of us, one player that you should trade away currently, and then one player that you should stash. This is probably, if you have a taxi squad, this player might already be on that taxi squad in somebody's thing, but if you don't do taxi squads, then he might be available. So without or further he could ado, be 
could be dropped or something too. People, he, people might be like, ah, he's never, blah, 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 or he's just sitting there. Nobody's even thinking about him. So yeah, which is possible too. So Josh, without further ado, do you want to do your first trade for? Yeah. Well, we just kept teasing around it and beating around the bush here. So let's just get straight into it. Trade for Kareem Hunt right now. Like do it. Like I hope when you listen to this, because the trade could have, I, I, I kept getting news all day. And when I saw the Eagles trade for, I was like, Oh fuck, they did it. And I, my whole thing's blown. Um, I did tell you guys a couple weeks ago that those rumors would start appearing because he was unhappy at the beginning of the season. And lo and behold, here we are again. Uh, but no, let's just, let's break something down. The Jaguars we talked about did not, let Robinson touch the ball last week. And now he is on the jets. Obviously they didn't know about Brees hall, but I bet they were talking to other teams, i.e. the bills, the chiefs, the Eagles, the Rams, all teams trying to make a playoff run with either lack of depth or no real starter. Um, so James Robinson is out of the running back pool. And I guarantee Jaguars were talking to someone. There's no reason he wouldn't have touched the ball at all. Otherwise, Acres is also on the trade box, but I'm pretty sure whoever wanted uh, James Robinson does not want Acres. So that leaves another guy who's been just diminishing carries over and over and over again. It's Kareem Hunt. I I just I hope I'm not too late to tell you. I hope by the time you listen to this, something didn't happen. I hope by the time we end this podcast, it doesn't happen. But um, my my thing is Hunt gets traded at the deadline 100%. And if somehow I'm wrong, which I'm not usually, I am sometimes. Good. If not, Watson will come back in week 11 and you'll have a real offense again. And really it's a win-win. Uh, I just sent Gibson for hunt this like literally today. And I'm sure Henderson or Gus Edwards could get the ball rolling for those kind of trades. So there are some people to get hunt. People are tired of hunt on their rosters getting six. Yeah. For well, six. I mean, he had less than 10 touches the last two weeks. He's not doing anything right now. And even then he's a buy low candidate. So you do that in redraft. He's a buy low. And then when he does get traded, because I think he will too, there are a ton of running back needy teams. It, it'll be a good one. I do like that one, Josh. Yeah, I agree. I think that he is going to go, hopefully, go to a team that needs him desperately. Yeah. And once again, if he doesn't, you ended up with Kareem Hunt on your team and you get him week 12 with week 12 through week 15 with Deshaun Watson back. Hypothetically, I don't know. Maybe. It's true. It's true. I love it. All right. I'll go next, Joe. Sorry. I'm going to go. Uh, my trade for in Dynasty is Mr. T. Higgins from the Bengals. So, um, guys, as we found out this last offseason, players want big contracts when their deal has maybe one year left on it. Well, guess what T. Higgins is in the position of right now? This he, Next year will be the last year of his deal after this season, and he will be able to negotiate a contract extension or potentially demand a trade, which is what I think is going to happen because the Bengals are cheap and they got to pay Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. That both of those things, all three of those things cannot happen. So one that's going to be left out of the equation is T Higgins. And so this is your perfect time to buy low on somebody who is potentially going to get moved into a better position, maybe with Joe's bears, um, I, you know, whatever team will need a wide receiver at the time. Um, T Higgins is the next big wide receiver free agent that is going to be available to any team that wants to trade for him, it's going to be you know a little bit of a little bit of a first round draft pick type of uh, type of situation. But whatever team wants to build around a potential number one wide receiver, T. Higgins is that guy. Just get him now because the price is going to go up as soon as this offseason starts. Billy, I absolutely love this one. I mean, this dude was a top ten wide receiver last year, and if he goes somewhere else, 
without Chase, he's automatically the number one. And at his size, he can slot right in and just be an absolute monster. We've seen what he can do. I love this one. I 100% agree as well. And I think you're getting him at a discount right now because of the little injury he has right now, if he Mm -hmm. does. And honestly, even if he doesn't get traded, T Higgins 100% healthy is just going to do the exact same thing. Just because Jamar Chase is catching long balls doesn't mean T Higgins stops. Burrow's been throwing for 400 yards last two weeks. Like, it's not going to stop whenever they get rolling. So, yeah, this is the perfect like in a dynasty. If you're not if you're not going to win it this year, if you float like a Cooper Cup, sell him at his all time high and be able to get T Higgins and someone else, that's a hell of a move for me because Higgins easily could vault right up there in the top five, top ten with that trade. Honestly, I tried mm-hmm. the trade Cooper Cup train. It didn't work. So don't don't do that. Maybe. Hey, who knows? But oh. at the same time, I don't think Cooper Cup will last forever. But but we're talking teams like Houston, potentially Jacksonville. Like there's a lot of teams out there that are going to need a number one wide receiver on their team. And T Higgins is going to be available to any of them and be featured because he's going to get a massive contract extension wherever he gets added to. So it's yeah, the fact that even if he doesn't follow get treated, the money, he's still a very valuable piece exactly. on your team. So follow like the money, follow the money. So Guys, mine's kind of an all-encompassing one. I'm going to talk about injured rookies and just injured players in general. I'm talking Javante, Jamison, Traylon Burks, Brees Hall. We, we touched on the Brees Hall thing earlier, but guys, people snooze and people overreact to this stuff. Especially we saw the news with Jamison Williams. He might play this year. They were expecting him to play. Like People are really down on him right now. Traylon Burks never had a chance to really break out this year which with the talent he has, it's, it's coming. Um, so, I mean, the biggest thing is just look out for these injured guys. These, these are bigger name guys, you know, Javante going into year three next year, he got injured pretty early, so he should be back. And we've seen what the Broncos look like with what they have now. He is an absolute stud. So people absolutely just, just sleep when these guys are on their IR, they don't even pay attention to him half the time. So you can usually snake a decent trade by them and they'll they'll get it. You know, especially if the team was competing this year, you throw them like we brought up. We brought up James Robinson's name a few times. You're going to have to add pieces to that, but those are the types of players that you move to a contending team that just lost a good player because they are in a spiral right now and they will overreact to it, I promise. I really like a team like uh, my own that has a Jameson Williams and was really hoping for like week five, week six to come back and to keep hearing this news. And it's like, it's almost like the, the Christian McCaffrey thing. I was that last year already. I don't even remember, but the one where they were like, Oh no, we're not putting him on IR. It's fine. And then he'll, he'll come back. And then two weeks later, he doesn't come back. And then they put him on IR three weeks later. And then it's like, he comes back for a game and then goes back on IR. It's like, am I ever going to see this guy? And if someone's in win now mode and really wants to, they could, sell Jamison Williams and be like, you know what? <laughs> Either give me, give me a pick and a player at this point. Let me retry. Or yeah. give me some earlier this exactly year. I traded Pitts for Goddard, Jamison Williams, Kyron Williams, and a first. So I'm feeling really good about that. You should, you yeah. sold at the perfect time. Yeah, you really did. But yeah, those are the types and, of moves you can make and just have, just tack on an injured dude. Worst they're going to do is say, no, best they're going to be like, is he's on my IR anyway. Screw it. You know? People don't no. play the long game like they should. It is a great point. No. So uh, getting into the trade of ways, um, I actually just realized that I did both of these things today, which is just phenomenal. Uh, as I was writing all this stuff out, I was like, oh, yeah, I just did this. Uh, my trade away is Debo Samuel. 
So it's nothing against the man. And sorry, Joe, I don't want to. I didn't do this to you on purpose. I actually I mean, only we just we just traded. I, I like it. I only did it because I have three San Francisco 49ers. Okay. So the reason I think for, you should trade away Debo Samuel, which I understand you're like, oh, he just got McCaffrey. There's a lot of people there. But with McCaffrey there, Debo's rushing snaps is more than likely going to be significantly less. I mean, I, and that's a good thing, which honestly he was using used on a lot of short runs last year. I think he had like nine or 10 runs and they were all like brutal hits that he doesn't need to be taking because he's a stellar wide receiver. Like we saw with that 50 yard bomb. Uh, but without those, he's basically just going to lose out on a play or two that could be the home run, which they're really good at scheming. So basically that's going to go to McCaffrey at that point. I still think there will be trick plays where they're both in the backfield and doing some wonky stuff flying by Garoppolo. Uh, but in my eyes, with the addition of McCaffrey, Debo takes the biggest hit. Kittle's just coming back now. Uh, don't, I mean, technically Jeff Wilson takes the biggest hit, but let's not talk about him. Ayuk's still going to need to be stretched on the field. I think they're really just going to need Debo to become that actual wide receiver, and he can still do screen plays. He can still do stuff, but I, I just think the 30-point guy that we've had in the past is just a little less at this point. I mean, he's still going to be a solid receiver. Um, so me and Joe just traded. I gave him Debo. He gave me CD. So I think that's a fair trade. I was reaching for AJ Brown, which I suggest you do. Uh, also, you could try to maybe get Tyree Kill. Obviously, Probably have to throw some more pieces in there, but it is a uh, it is a complicated thing, and I just feel like nothing against Debo. He's young, he's great. I just feel like McCaffrey's going to be there for the next few years, and we're going to have some competing mouths, basically. Absolutely, I don't I don't hate this one at all. I I mean, if you look in twenty twenty one before the running backs went down for San Francisco last year, Debo was playing that true wide receiver role, and he was consistently putting up those high twenties, high thirties or low 30s points, he was extraordinarily valuable. I mean, look at his targets and reception numbers on early 2021. He was averaging like 12 a game. I think that Debo playing that role actually is good for him, and I think that McCaffrey being there can actually take some of the pressure off of Debo, especially if we see McCaffrey do those little dump-offs down the middle or if they do the dump-offs off to the side. If he's running well and he's catching him out of the backfield, I think that really opens things up for Debo to actually be the yards after catch monster that he is. So, no, I mean, I and I'm the not argument can, it at all, but I'm also not for it. <laughs> the argument can go every way. I just think the main thing is that Christian McCaffrey is just a a, a guy. He's got that dog in him, like our guy, uh, that dog in him. Dan Campbell would say. But if you look at the numbers when he was doing the like less targets, the rushing plays he was still getting 16 and 20 i mean he was doing great and honestly at the beginning of the season when he was a true wide receiver he looked phenomenal yeah. uh i just think that mccaffrey is going to be getting a lot of those dump offs and basically that's what's gonna he's gonna miss the most but he does need to become a true receiver i think that's the biggest thing i want him uh, to be your, a true receiver. your argument that there's just a lot of mouths to feed in this one is very good i i do agree with that it does worry me a little bit but i just trust the talent of debo i think it's gonna be I, I think Debo and McCaffrey are probably going to be the two that you want to have there. It's potentially the Kittle, Elijah Mitchell, of course, um, that you probably aren't going to want there. Oh, um, could you imagine having Elijah Mitchell sitting on your IR and you're like, yeah, he's coming back. Ah, I, I'm yeah. there. I got oh, that. Sorry, guys. I've actually, he's actually a good buy low for me in Dynasty because people are so down on him. He wasn't great last year, but if you could snag him for a late pick in a draft or some player you're never going to use, he is a good addition to your team just in the unlikely event or the likely event that Christian McCaffrey gets hurt again. Who knows? That's also yeah. possible. I think, yeah. honestly, if Elijah Mitchell was healthy right now, he would be traded by the deadline. Yep. 
absolutely potentially okay i'll get to my trade away and it's i should be obvious to everyone maybe not though and that's brian robinson from the washington commanders um his snaps have only or his touches have only been going up as the weeks have been going on so he got 17 last week 22 touches this week um and he does nothing with him he is not a special or running back i feared this when he was coming out of college i tried i feel like to mention when we were doing all of the the you know trades and the uh the draft like when we were talking about him i just said there's a piece missing with him about being a good running back and it seems to be you know kind of making itself known here now their offensive line isn't good and that's not helping him or anything but if Brian Robinson needs all of these things to be special, I don't think that he is special. So I, I think if you can talk somebody into, hey, his snap counts are going up, he's a rookie, like things are going to get better, I would sell it right now. Like if somebody's desperate for running back, maybe they just lost Brees and they want somebody who's a running back one, quote unquote, um, this is an obvious person to trade away to that person right now and try to get anything you can. If you get a second round pick, that's great. First round pick would be the you know a king's ransom to me but i would get out of the brian robinson game before it's too late because i think by the time you you know watch him churn 20 carries for 60 yards 15 times a year you're gonna be not you're not gonna be able to sell him for anything it's just not gonna work in that same breath go grab antonio gibson because yes he is clearly the better back right now he is. And it scares me that they don't that, like they saw Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson on the same field. Brian Antonio Gibson is clearly the more explosive person. And they still chose to give Brian Robinson 22 touches in the f- freaking football game when Antonio Gibson was what, like 50, like I think he only got like 10 or something, maybe 10, 12. Yeah. Um, uh, 5.9 rush uh, average and seven the game before. And yet they're still using Brian Robinson, who's averaging a measly 3.5. I, th- I yes. think the biggest thing to me about Brian Robinson in this game, especially was the other game was trash. Like the bears Washington game and bears actually do have a good defense. But the thing is Heineke played good and Brian mm-hmm. Robinson did not like yeah. he, he inhibited their, their game by running for 22 times for what? 60 yards, 70 yards. Yes. Um, and- Gibson's going into his contract here next year. So the argument for T Higgins does apply to Antonio Gibson on this one too, especially if they, I think Washington was trying to get out ahead of that. You know, I think that was part of the reason that they're down on Gibson so much was they weren't blown away with Antonio Gibson. So they were like, let's get someone else in here, make him the RB one. So we don't have to have this trade and or pay me (laughs) saga, but I think it's going to happen too. So Gibson's a good guy to get. And I mean, this year he's going to have the excuse that he was shot before he even got a chance to get his first snap out on there. Which on is the a good excuse. That's a it's great a great excuse. excuse. I mean, it's an all-time excuse, actually. Josh um, fell on rocks at our draft, and I still haven't heard the end of it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's well, like, I wouldn't even draft a Debo if I didn't have a concussion, man. <laughs> it was the whole thing. <laughs> no, so, the thing, yeah. It, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to mention. So, I mean, he's going to have this entire season – just free reign to do whatever he wants. But I just, by the end of the year, I don't know how you're going to be able to convince another dynasty manager that he's worth the take when he is a touchdown dependent RB, probably three or four still by the end of the season, even if he gets this kind of ridiculous workload. 
Yeah, I just don't understand the hate on Gibson. 800 rushing yards his rookie year and 11 touchdowns. 1,000 his sophomore year with seven touchdowns, and including three more in the passing game, and then 300-plus yard, 200-plus yards in the receiving game. And then this, this year, we need Brian Robinson. Other than they don't want to pay him, which, sure, whatever, but why don't they want to pay him? Like, it just makes Antonio Gibson's like the exact opposite of Taysom Hill. So... Whatever Taysom does to keep himself involved and paid, Antonio Gibson does the exact thing to get himself put on the bench and not played at all. I, I don't he get fumbled it. in a preseason game. That was his <laughs> One biggest time. mistake. Exactly. People don't forget. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I agree with you on that one, Billy. My trade away is AJ Brown. And uh, this is based on name value. I am not telling you that AJ Brown is not a good player. He's young. He's a fantastic player. He's going to continue to put up points for you. My biggest thing with A.J. Brown is just the name value right now. I mean, if you look at these Dynasty ranking sites, everyone's got him in the top six, seven players in Dynasty right now. And he's just got that name. So, you know, if you're rebuilding and you got him on your team, um, I would not hate pulling a trade off to where you get, say, Chris Olave and another piece like that for AJ Brown, because I think Chris Olave is going to be in that top five discussion next year. Um, but this is basically, I love making trades in fantasy. And this is just something, if I had AJ Brown on my team, I'd at least be kicking the tires to see what I could get for him because he's just got that name. He's flashy. Everyone loves him. He plays on a great offense, but Philly has a ton of mouths to feed there. So I don't think he's going to be that monstrous guy to have on your team. Like everyone else thinks he is. I mean, other than week one, he's had no 20 point games. So, I, I mean, I, I get where you're saying. I'm a little sad you didn't trade AJ Brown to me, but uh, especially since I just tried to get him from you. you no, I love no. AJ Brown. In redrafts, I'm not moving AJ Brown. I'm saying in Dynasty, though, I love, I think this might be one of the higher ends we see his value, especially with his age, what he did on the Titans and now moving to Philly. I think this is going to be your, you know, I wouldn't. I'm not saying he's not a top 10 player in dynasty, but this might be to where he's people are ranking him at four right now. And he's number nine or 10 later on in his career. I, I do agree that like, even like the ESPN weekly ranks, AJ Brown's always like the seventh receiver. He's always right there. Like he's gotta be, um, I, I would be trading him up. If anything, I'd be piecing him together with someone else. Like I wouldn't want to, downgrade don't get me wrong obviously well, yeah no if you're in a but... if you're in a rebuild i love the idea of going like a and another piece if you're in it if you're gonna win and you think you're gonna win this year trading him and another piece for someone like justin jefferson or chase is an all-star move that you should definitely consider i mean that's the only way you're ever gonna get justin jefferson or chase is with an aj brown so it's yeah. true or with the other one no all right let's get on the stash all right, so y'all are, y'all are going to call me crazy here. Uh, my stash for Dynasty is Gardner Minshew. And no, not Sauce Gardner, Billy. I, I, I saw you get no, excited. No, we had to talk about Gardner. an eagle. I could have just had to get an eagle yep, in here. Yep, yep, yep. So Gardner Minshew is my man for stashing. You want to know why? Because this season has shades of 2017 all over it again. I'm going to go ahead and do this already just to get it out of the way, but I'm not a superstitious person. But if memory serves me correctly, Wentz was also on an MVP caliber season right before getting injured for the year and just couldn't quite seem to lose when he was playing the game. Well, if this hypothetically were to happen again, 
You already have one of the best backup QBs in the league in Gardner Minshew. I have him, I think, on two of my dynasty teams, and I would pick him up in all of them if I could. Um, two 20-point games in the two that he started last year in the same offense without A.J. Brown. Um, and I think he's going to be a hot commodity if this horrible, horrible situation ever does happen. This is just forward thinking. This isn't anyone wanting it to happen, especially myself. I would not want this to happen at all. But you get that big dick Nick era turning into Florida man Minshew. Uh, he's only currently rostered in 29% of leagues in sleeper, uh, which I think is dangerously low, especially with every dynasty league I'm in. There's not a single starting quarterback. I think this is the best backup quarterback you can have. Um, and especially if you've already cleared your bye weeks and like redraft, I think you could actually pull this off too. Uh, so you have Mahomes, and next week you want to pick up Minshew as your backup or just like a stash, basically. I like the idea of it. BDG, man. BDG. Okay. We don't actually we don't actually know that for a fact yet if he has that BDN though. Oh, he does. <laughs> have you seen he, the jean shorts and the? He's got some man? swag though, man. Like he is a, he is a guy. Yeah, you want to talk about Burrow having swag? He doesn't hold a candle to Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew's got that Florida swag. Yeah, that's from like New upstate New York swag. Josh, I really want to disagree with you on this, but I can't. It's it's so cheap and it could pay off in such a big way. It's genius. I like it. I have Aaron Rodgers and Heineke in a league, and I'm looking at least trending towards the playoffs right now. And if that situation were to happen, I would immediately insert Gardner Minshew. Obviously, I mean it's, it's pretty clear. But well, we keep we keep talking and harping on how bad quarterbacks are this year, and it's just going to make more sense. The teams are going to not be able to draft one, and they're going to have to go after somebody who's already established. And Minshew kind of fits that mold. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I would if I were to do 2017 all over again at this at this time with Gardner Minshew's career, I would rather have had Gardner Minshew than Nick Foles. I never, nobody ever thought that that would ever happen. And Gardner Minshew should be a starting quarterback on a lot of these teams right now. And I'm really glad that we're smart enough to hold on to him. Yeah, that's true. Okay, I'll move on to mine, and it is Raheem Blackshear for the Carolina Panthers. Um, now he's third on the depth chart on a team that's clearly, you know, got two guys ahead of him, Chuba Hubbard and Dante Foreman. Uh, Chuba Hubbard appears to have an ankle injury that um, might keep him out this week. And I think it's going to be the Raheem Blackshear show. Um, Dante Foreman, although he was healthy and he did have that one really big splash run, I still think that they kind of were relying on Chuba a little bit more than I would have thought. And I think if Chuba's out, they're going to turn to, Blackshear to be the guy uh, rather than Dante Foreman. I think it's going to be, you know, 50-50 split, but maybe a little bit more towards Blackshear. But anyway, moral of this whole story is that I think that he, this is his chance. This is his time to shine, time to prove what he can do. Um, If he is going to be somebody that is able to break out or somebody that might be special down the road, we're going to get our first taste and real actual look at him in this game. He did get a couple touches in the last game against the Bucks, but I think this will be the actual chance if he, you know, if Hubbard's out where we actually get to see him. So if you don't have him stashed already, go stash him now because it might, you know, prices might go up after this week if he is able to put on a good show. I I think the whole Carolina thing is fluky right now. The Chuba Hubbard and uh, not Dontrell Hilliard, whichever one of the, which one of the, one of the Tennessee running backs, um, 
that will not happen again. And what's going to happen is they're going to be like, "Ugh, Chuba looks bad or Foreman looks bad. And then they're going to, they're going to turn to Blackshear. And if it actually somehow does work out toward what they did last week is a normal thing. Now I, you got to at least roll the dice. This is one of those roll the dice moves. Love it. It's yeah. stash. I mean, it's, and he's not rostered very much. You'd think if Chuba doesn't play, they're going to at least try to see what they have in Blackshear. Because this team's in full rebuild build mode, so yeah, like these are essentially preseason games for Carolina. Yeah, absolutely. Also, but I was wrong win. about Gardner Minshew. I just want to apologize. It was actually he's only owned two percent of leagues of on Sam. I don't know why I said twenty nine. I don't know where I got that number from. Blackshear's twenty six right now because a lot of dynasty players are 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 keying in. I gotta see if he's available in a league after this. So my. Uh, <laughs> My stash is Cooper Rush. Uh, I figured he is owned fair amount right now after, you know, Dak's injury and everything. But I'm seeing him drop quite a bit here, um, especially in Superflex leagues. If Cooper Rush was dropped, snag him, put him on your bench, because next year I think Cooper Rush is starting for a team. Um, I, I think someone's going to try to patchwork it in there, put Cooper Rush in. I think he's starting for you, and you're pretty much grabbing a starting quarterback for next year and just holding him on your bench for right now. So, I like, like an Indianapolis Colt. Yeah, he does. He does. Also, these these roster percentages are wrong. There's no way Cooper Rush is only rostered in four percent of leagues. So, never mind. Disregard. I think the 29 actually did stand with Gardner Mitchell, but still, these are guys that are just sitting there. Like, I I mean, like if someone's going to drop Cooper rush, especially after like week two of Dak being in there, like, okay, no point. Nobody ever holds on to backup quarterbacks or at least often unless you're in super flex. So I love the pickup here, Joe. Uh, He looked, he's looked better than Dak so far. So I'd be a huge fan of getting a scooper rush. I'm seeing 39% for him. I don't know why my roster percentage is 29 for Gardner Minshew. It is 29. Okay. Sorry, I, I corrected myself because I was like, oh, it's a lot lower, but I don't know what's going on with my sleeper. So, anyway. Okay. Go pick these okay. guys up. Go trade for these guys. Yeah, get Kyron for- Williams, too. But we told you guys to do that in the preseason. So, hopefully, you were listening then. Yeah, this is more towards the redraft people out there. Go pick up Kyron Williams right now. He's just been announced that he's activated to the 53 man roster. And if Cam Akers isn't going to play, they don't trust Daryl Williams that or Daryl Henderson that much. So, might be time for the Kyron Williams show, which we how I've been excited for. He wasn't exactly explosive at the combine, but if they got rid of Jake Funk, he's not longer on the team. So if they're gonna actually try to kick the tires and see what they got in Kyron Williams, it's coming. And the price, like we said now, it's as cheap as it's gonna be. So go get him on waivers if he's still available. Yeah, we coined him as a league winner back in what was that, July, August, or whatever? Yeah, that's also, actually true. when we did this exercise in May, one of the guys we were really pumping up was Josh Jacobs. We were saying for every dynasty guy to grab Josh Jacobs right now, and I don't know who's just been burning through motherfuckers recently. I think it's been Josh yeah. Jacobs. So this is Dude, a fun exercise. What is up with the like running backs coming out the woodwork? Because we got like a lot of running backs really fast. Like Damian Pierce finally had his breakout. Kenneth mm-hmm. Walker took over. Brees Hall, I mean, he came out, and then now he's gone. Now James Robinson's back in. And Etienne has a job now. Uh, Gus Edwards comes back and kicks ass. Even, even Kenyon Drake had a good game. Uh, there's plenty uh, plenty more that I'm not even discussing right now. There's just 
so many running backs coming out of the woodwork right now. Like if you're short on running back, you need to monitor your waiver wire a little bit better. I picked up Gus Edwards. I picked up Kyron Williams. I picked up all these guys and Pacheco was sitting there. I mean, obviously that didn't work out, but we, we thought it might. It still could. It still could. I it mean, could. the problem is you have to be a week early on these guys because everyone now has access every Sunday night. There's a, Oh, these are your waiver wire guys to pick up for next week. Everyone gets those ads. It's very annoying. Fantasy used to be way easier because people never knew this shit. It really did. Um, but now they do. And you got the dumbest guy in your league picking up the number one waiver guy. He's got seven claims in each week before he goes to bed to get his waiver in. So you got to be a week early on these guys now. And that's why we do stuff like this. Speaking that's of true. dumb guys, I had a, a guy who dropped in a league that like this. The bench is really small and people drop a lot of like silly people, but this one wasn't really a silly drop more so than it just really bad timing. Dude dropped Michael Carter. Like, and I mean, obviously like this week, at least he's a starting running back. I mean, yep. so I, I, it hurts. It's got to hurt, dude. You got to sit there and go, oh, are you kidding me? Yeah, that's very tough, but okay. Well, that ends part one of the podcast. Um, follow Joe at OP Joe with two E's on Twitter. Follow me at Ombre Vendor. No two E's. On Twitter, follow at or follow Josh at Josh Hall STL. Uh, follow the YouTube, follow the TikTok. Um, all of that is the IDP Army. Uh, please keep boosting up the t- or for our IDP Army YouTube page. We love those views. Like, join and become a member. We like seeing that too. Come join the uh, chats on Sunday. They're always a lot of fun. Um, and if you give us a super chat, which can be any amount of money your question or your topic will be moved right to the top. And we'll actually spend a lot of time and energy talking about that because we enjoy when people, you know, will give us a little something, something to talk about their stuff. Right. And sing you a song. If you, if we give you a super question. So, wow. Okay. Well, that is a, I'm not going to be on there next Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) I I want the prepared song. I was literally about to go onto a rant and then there Billy's like, blah, 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 we got a super question. And I was like, well, we'll, we'll get in there. We'll get in there in a second. Exactly. Let's go ahead and Apparently super the super question is the only rant. thing that can stop a Josh rant. Yeah. That's that true. Give me, two, give me $2 and I'll shut up. <laughs> yeah. We love seeing that. Um, guys, I think within the next couple of weeks, we're going to actually do a live version of this show where we can answer questions. So, you know, podcast listeners out there, like just, just, be ready and what follow the YouTube page. We will we'll be going live here pretty shortly and we could talk and answer any questions that you have about your team, about Dynasty, about whatever, whatever the draft. I mean, we me and Joe are pretty heavy into the draft already, so we can talk about that, you know, whatever whatever you want to talk about. We we we're gonna have that available. It's not gonna be next week, but it might be the week after. So we live it so you can win it. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Good night. Night. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.